You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me as we're walking through Jeremiah chapter 1 through 31. Uh, we're looking at Judah's uh, captivity or the beginning of, of captivity in Babylon. And this week, as we've seen, uh, all that Jeremiah has spoken and been called by God as a prophet, we ultimately are praying that this text leads us to worship. And that's what today's episode is about. And every week on our worship episode, I've got my partner in crime, Brother Terrell Boger, with me, our worship pastor. Terrell, good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Good to and be here. How's this week going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> so we've been reading through Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, yes. you know, the, the first chapter, I mean, starts off with such a wonderful oh, yes. promise and wonderful passage. God says, look, before I formed you i knew you i've called you as a prophet to the nations yes man what 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 a great um uh, what a great anchor i guess right. that, that's what i use that that's that's a text i use even in my own ministry that that god has created us and mm-hmm. called us and cares for us um that, that that's an anchor for my ministry in my heart yes um, and for me when times when i kind of feel maybe abandoned or alone i love those that first word before I formed you. So God had a plan for us even before we began to exist. God knew who we were going to be and what he was going to call us to be. So it's just kind of a reminder to me of I'm here for a purpose. And as long as there's breath in my lungs, I need to be doing what God has called me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I see in the book of Jeremiah, this one one thing I was going to ask you about is, you know, there are points where Jeremiah says, I didn't want to do this anymore. Um, it, you know, yeah. it wasn't all mountaintops. There yeah. were valleys for him. And he said, God, if I had a choice in the matter, I'd <laughs> stop this right now. Right. And and yet when he's given the choice, there's a fire in his bones. Yes. And he said, I I, I just had to preach his word. So so <laughs> share with me, has there ever been, ever been a time in ministry where you've just said, God, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. There has been. Um, my first church, I share, uh, served at for about a year and a half, two years. And I was like, God, I think you made a mistake. I, I'm going to go do something else for a while. Wow. And after about six years, I guess, as you said with Jeremiah, that fire came back and doors started closing and windows were opening and I had no other choice but to yeah. realize, okay, God, I got it. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, there's been days I've wanted to, again, like Jeremiah's like, I'm done. But then I go back to be like, no, I'm not done. It's just a season. Yeah. So, so we <laughs> don't know... Um, we don't know how long that season lasted mm-hmm. for, for Jeremiah. We, we don't know the, the time period of from Jeremiah 1 to, say, 15 or 23 and 24 or even Jeremiah 52. We, we don't know exactly how long it was from when God called Jeremiah mm-hmm. to begin preaching and when he said, I don't want to do this anymore. But I keep thinking that if Jeremiah, the older man, mm-hmm. could look back at the younger Jeremiah and give him any words, you know, I, I wonder if he would remind him, hey, you're, you're called. Right. And stay focused on, on the Word of God. The the older Terrell Bogle, mm-hmm. if you could look back and say anything to your younger self um, when when you felt like giving up, what, what would it be? Um, I'm going to steal a phrase that you use, which you've probably stolen from somebody else, is... He's going to equip you. He equips the called. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know right now, but don't worry. 
just stay focused, stay planted in his word, keep moving those feet forward, and you will find out and you will learn and you'll be taught what you need to know. That's right. That's right. I, I agree. I agree. One, one of the things that uh, we, we, you and I talked about uh, with the book of Jeremiah is a, is a great passage, Jeremiah chapter 9, that oh, reminds yes. us our, it's not about our ability, mm-hmm. and that's why we can do that. Um, share a little bit about yeah. Jeremiah 9 and what it means to you. Well, if I can read it, just uh, 9, 23 and 24, it says, Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might, let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for I delight in these things, declares the Lord. And that just reminds me, there's days, I don't know if you feel this way, sometimes I come off stage, come come uh, out of a service and think, wow, I did a good job. That sounded great. This transition was awesome. This little medley I put together was fantastic. And then I realized the eyes I've been saying, I this, I that. And then the next week, sometimes it's not so great. And I'll start blaming this, that, and the other thing. And I realize it's not about what I can do and my talents, right. but it's what I'm saying, what I'm getting the congregation to sing, the the pastoring, the ministering I get to do with people. And it's all because I have one thing to boast on. I have nothing about my abilities I can boast about, but that I boast that I know God. And if that's the only thing I have to boast about, then that's all I need. Amen. Amen. And that that boast, what we boast in, will be our comfort in the mm. midst of uh, our sorrows and, and, and our failures or our sufferings. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jeremiah could only trust in himself, he wouldn't have gotten him through. Right. That, that would not have gotten him through the hard times. <laughs> if w- what we boast in is ourselves, that will not get mm-hmm. us through any of our pain. And the Jews, the, the Israelites, needed to learn that. Going into captivity, uh, that's what the book of Jeremiah is about, yeah. that, that God should be their greatest boast. You know, we, we finish up reading today in uh, Jeremiah 29, 30, and 31 about this new covenant that mm-hmm. would come in Christ, being him being the righteous branch. And it's amazing to me that uh, that even as much as they had rejected God, God says, but I've got a new covenant with yeah. you, not that is not dependent on you, but will depend be dependent on mm-hmm. the Messiah, uh, and and truly that that comforts my heart. And I think you've got a song yes. today uh, that talks about comfort in the midst of our pain. Well, um, if you know your history, um, during the I guess the early part of our country, all through up through the Civil War, there's a group of people that were owned as slaves, and these slaves, they looked forward. They knew that there was a coming um, rejoicing, a coming day that they could celebrate because they boasted in God. They boasted in Jesus Christ. And these slaves would sing what we call spirituals. And a lot of times they were just work songs to get them through the day, but they're also sometimes songs to encourage one another that, hey, better days are coming. And if you read in I'm going to pull up so I don't misquote it. Jeremiah 8.22. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has not the health of the daughter of my people been restored? Mm-hmm. And this spiritual is simply just called There is a Bomb in Gilead. And these were songs and uh, that dealt with words of, or, excuse me, words dealing with daily pain and future hope. And I think that's what we forget sometimes is the future hope. Um, and like I've done the last couple of weeks, I'm just going to sing this song a cappella. If you know it, sing along. If not, look up the words and um, just kind of follow along with the words as I sing. There is a bomb in Gilead. 
to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my works in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. And then the second verse just goes on to say, If you can't preach like Peter, if you can't pray like Paul, just tell the love of Jesus and say he died for all. So sometimes we even think, well, I'm not as good as this person. I'm not as good as that person. Well, then just tell what you know. Tell the way Jesus has loved you and changed you, and that's all you need. Amen. Man, I love that song. Yes. I've not heard it sung in so long. That's such a good song. Uh, we may need to put it part of our rotation one day. Yes. So. Uh, but beautiful words, beautiful words. And that's that's uh, what I hope is our reminder, especially in reading Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a tough book. It is. Uh, as I said earlier this week, when it's it's the longest Old Testament book, mm-hmm. but it's it's a tough book. Yeah. And what follows Jeremiah, he writes Lamentations. Oh boy. And we'll be in there, you know, next week, and it's just tough. But uh, but we find strength from God that mm-hmm. in the midst of sorrow, sadness, even captivity, God is still good, and we need to hold on to that. So um, thank you. Thank yes. you so much for that song. Uh, so now we move to our Hey, Check This Out moment, our resource of the week. What's your resource, brother? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, most of you that listen to this, my passion, uh, especially dealing with the church, is music, especially singing. This is a book I got a few years ago, and I've gone through it a couple of times, and it's simply just called Sing. Uh, Keith and Kristen Getty wrote it, and it says, How Worship Transforms Your Life, Your Family, and Your Church. And the first three chapters I love, they're called Created to Sing, Commanded to Sing, and Compelled to Sing. And this just book talks about the importance of singing with your family, singing um, at different times in your life, singing with your church, because they're singing all throughout the Bible. Moses sang, uh, Miriam, Mary, Jesus after the Lord's Supper, one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament is Zephaniah 3.17. says, The Lord God is in your midst, the victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love, and he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy, or some translations say, with singing. So if God is singing over us, then we've been modeled that we need to sing back to him. Amen. Well, thank you for that. That That is a great book, and I would encourage you. I think every Christian should should get that book. Whether you like music or involved in music, <laughs> sing or not, uh, it's a good reminder that we are all created to make a joyful noise to to the Lord. So thank you so much for that. Yes. Um, my uh, resource of the week, this hey check this out moment, um, is is really a a 
collection of resources that I've got in one book. It's called Devotional Classics, mm. and it comes from it's devotional readings that come from uh, Christians throughout the past two thousand years who have written some some really amazing uh, books or et- excerpts that uh, that affect our our Christian life. In reading the Book of Jeremiah, I was reminded how. Uh, depressed Jeremiah mm-hmm. got, mm-hmm. and it was in the, the that moment that he said, "You know, but when I read your words, it became my delight." And and the word of God, of course, is our first delight. Mm-hmm. And yet, what people write about the word of God can also be a delight to us and bring us joy. And I wanted to read just a bit um, from one section where John Calvin, one, one of my heroes of the faith, um, Calvin wrote a book called. Uh, the Golden Booklet of the True Christian Life. And in it, uh, he's known for Institutes of the Christian Religion. That's a book on my shelf right now. Uh, but in this book, he writes, uh, I, I've been looking for this, for this uh, sentence uh, all day. So he writes this sentence. He says, or, the, or this paragraph, Oh, how greatly we have advanced when we have learned not to be our own, not to be governed by our own reason, but to surrender our minds to God. The most effective poison to lead us to ruin is to boast in ourselves, in our wisdom and our own willpower. The only escape to safety is simply to follow the guidance of the Lord. And and I was reminded of that in the reading this week, that uh, the most effective poison for us is to lean on our own understanding. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what Solomon says, that we should not lean on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all our heart. And that's what Jeremiah teaches me. Jeremiah 9, as you mm-hmm. quoted earlier. Um, so uh, I would encourage you uh, to read not read the Word of God especially, yes. But then also grab some of these uh, dead prophets, <laughs> preachers, and ministers of the Word, uh, male and female, uh, some who have written over the past 2,000 years, grab hold of their writings because they yeah. will uh, act as a as a help and strength in your spiritual walk. Brother, any last words? Boast in God and tell of the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that's my prayer, and that's, that's our prayer for you, that Christ will be our boast because of his death, his burial, and resurrection. We can now live and have life everlasting. Hey, we love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.